Good morning, Dr. Rajbans. How good, are you? Good, good. Good morning. All right, awesome. let's do this. Lots of articles to go through today. Okay. okay. First one up, uh, researchers from Tokyo Metropolitan University have shown that skeletal muscle satellite cells, which are key players in muscle repair, proliferate better in low glucose environments, which is contrary to conventional wisdom that says mammalian cells fare better when there is more sugar to fuel their activities. So, Dr. Rajbans, what does this piece of research say for us about us and our sugar intake? There's a lot of things you're learning today that, uh, you know, contrary to what we learn as, uh, you know, as a doctor, as a medical student, and, and you know, we always think that you need uh, sugar for, for you know, when you're exercising or when you, you know, so when you after exercise, you need to repair the muscles that are damaged during exercise. Uh, you need sugar, but now we know the sugar also is a cause of inflammation. And whether actually is more detrimental, whether actually your body shouldn't have too much of sugar, and you know, the body can repair itself even in low sugar conditions, uh, like anaerobic uh, conditions. Even so, I think yeah, this is something exciting, very new, and we know now from the last many years that sugar is I, I always say sugar is poison mm-hmm. wow know? and uh, you know I think we have realized that it causes so much of problems you know the whole metabolic disease the the pandemic of uh, people dying you know I think compared to even what pandemic we have now people more people are going to die from metabolic disease this last one year than all the viruses combined and all the bacteria wow. so I think and the main culprit you know, today is sugar mm. uh, sugar is not bad but too much of sugar is bad for us if you are exercising let's say you're running a marathon then of course you need the sugar because you need that extra especially people who are marathon runners they don't have extra fat to burn mm. they are very fit people so they probably need to load up the carbohydrate load we talk of but not many people like that most people have too much of fat on them anyway right. and taking more sugar is just going to cause more problems so I think this research is good in the sense that yeah glu- sugar isn't everything glucose is not everything mm. and uh, in fact less sugar the better for us right and of course there's so much sugar hidden in in so many different kinds of foods that we're not even entirely aware unless you actually check right yeah I think if anything man-made is I think full of sugar today because we sort of went into the low fat diet so we went to put a lot of sugar in all our foods mm. yeah so always so, go back naturally yeah Okay, so how much sugar is really needed for a human body to function effectively then? I think it all depends on your activity. You know, if someone like if someone is very active, he's, you know, does a lot of exercise, he probably needs more than someone who is very sedentary. Of course, also genetic plays a role. So it's many things. So I think it's very individualized. Uh, so I think if you find that, uh, you know, you take uh, taking food and you're easily putting on weight, then probably you're taking too much of carbs anyway. Mm. You know, so I think you have to individualize yourself and see whether you actually need that extra sugar. But whatever said, and even if you're thin, I think too much sugar does cause inflammation. So right. go moderation. Go for complex carbs. You know, don't. What I'm talking about is simple sugars, which are everywhere. You yeah. know, from the white sugar to the rice to mm. noodles to the breads, everything. Right. A lot of, like you say, a lot of hidden sugars. Mm. So go complex, which is you know better, slower absorption, doesn't disturb your insulin, won't get metabolic syndrome. You generally don't take a lot of sugars, right, Dr. Rashman? I try not to. I, if I do, I take more complex. Yeah, because I think you're a sweet guy already. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> now, the American College of Physicians, uh, citing previous data that indicates at least 30% of outpatient antibiotic prescriptions in the U.S. were unnecessary and often continued for too long, issued best practices for appropriate antibiotic use in several bacterial infections, i.e. the right antibiotic at the right dose for the right dura- mm. uh, duration Sorry, for uncomplicated bronchitis with uh, COPD exacerbations, community-acquired pneumonia, UTIs, and cellulitis. So what is the current
current antibiotic prescriptions for bacterial infections and why has this been the convention for so long? Actually, if you look at the article, they actually looked at you know, things like UTI and bronchitis mm. just for five to seven days and actually that's what we... That's uh, standard, right? That's standard, actually. I'm surprised mm. that, they, that, that some of the doctors in America are using it for 10 days. I think that's too long because yeah. if you're taking something for too long, the antibiotics, the chance of the bacteria getting resistant is higher. Mm-hmm. So I think short duration antibiotics are the norm, you know, for simple infections. So five days is what you want to give. Uh, too short will, of course, be not enough so that the bacteria also can then, you know, get uh, resistant and can problems. So mm-hmm. right, I think it's five to seven days. Uh, of course, most of the time we ask the patient to come back to see whether they are getting better. They Do they need to continue? Because you hope, the whole reason you take antibiotics is that you reduce the bacterial count and then your body's immune system can take over. Right. But also some patients, their own immunity might be weak. For example, people with uncontrolled diabetes or elderly people or people with underlying cancers. So then your antibiotics may not be enough for five days. And also, normally we try to then get a culture, whether it's sputum or the urine culture and see whether the antibiotic was the right antibiotic for that infection. So all these that we considered. But simple infections, five to seven days is normally the norm. Because okay. at the seventh day, you want your body to kick in yeah, its own take defenses. Over, take over it? its own uh, right, right, in, okay. you know, immunity and take over and get rid of whatever bacteria. Mm. Right, okay. So, um, you know, outside of um, sort of the virus or, or the infection uh, getting antibiotic resistant, what are the sort of hazards of, of that in terms of prolonged antibiotic use for the Again, body as well. resistance. You know, you if you keep on giving the same antibiotic, somehow the bacteria, you know, these bugs are very smart. You know, just uh, they somehow will find a way to overcome that uh, antibiotic, and that's when you call bacterial resistance. Right. And that's what happens in hospital-acquired infections when the bugs are, you know, so many different antibiotics are given, they find a way to overcome and they become resistant. Mm. And that's why they call super bugs. Same thing can happen in the community if everybody just giving antibiotics to everyone, and a lot of times you worry for unnecessary reasons for example viral infections don't need antibiotics but right. people still get antibiotics and that's why the bugs slowly get to be resistant and then you know you get all the super bugs so right. never unnecessarily give antibiotics and if you give also give for the right duration especially not the days. strong ones right? because yeah. if you take the strong ones for too long same same problems and right. you can't even go back to something right right mm-hmm. yeah, so so always start s- simple easy and the right duration scientists at the University of California Irvine and the University of Copenhagen in Denmark have found that antioxidants in tea open up ion channels and can relax the muscles that line blood vessels in fact several studies have found that green tea inhibits the formation of cancers lowers high blood pressure and reduces the risk of heart disease so I love tea, um, but I'd like to know from a medical standpoint, what's so special about tea antioxidants that lower blood pressure? I think it just, uh, not just, uh, I suppose most antioxidants will do that. Uh, tea has antioxidants. Green tea has more than, uh, you know, the black tea, but still they have uh, antioxidants. And uh, yeah, there are studies that show that helps blood pressure, you know, reduce risk of cancer. But I think that goes for most antioxidants. But interestingly, the studies have all looked at natural foods, rather, uh, which would benefit, but when supplements were used as antioxidants they did not show the same benefits you know so I think one of the reasons is because uh, where the supplements are made from what sort of dosage are you seeing uh, you know are they synthetic natural so a lot of things are when you make something into a capsule whereas with natural foods it definitely shown benefits or studies that looked at look at blue zones you know they say one of the reasons they don't get sick is because they got a lot of foods that are highly high in antioxidants Uh, so yeah I think tea drinkers definitely have that uh, 
benefit of uh, the antioxidants in tea and the green tea is the better one but i think all tea will have some benefits okay but I think we've had a conversation about this before in another article, if I'm not mistaken. Tea contains caffeine. We talked about this before. Doesn't caffeine increase blood pressure, though? But I think the the amount of caffeine in tea is actually very low. Right. Uh, especially in green tea, it's very low. So I don't think so it'll affect that much. You know, the caffeine there is not going to disturb your blood pressure. So right. that shouldn't be an issue. So it's not like this article is completely ignoring the fact that no, there's caffeine. No, I think right? because it's not enough to disturb your blood pressure, you know, so in the tea. So okay. that should be okay. So Asha should still continue drinking tea. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I love tea. <laughs> Academics from Moorfields Eye Hospital in London and University College London's Institute of Ophthalmology studied the medical and lifestyle history of nearly 500 thousand participants health over many decades they found that antioxidants found in wine could help explain why moderate drinkers are up to 23% less risk or having 23% less risk of having cataract surgery than people who shun alcohol. Really? Now, doctor, how does a glass of wine a day help our bodies? So I think it's again back to the, like earlier I said, antioxidants again. Mm. So, you know, wine has got resveratrol. That's the, that's the antioxidant they have in wine. But it's interesting because to get the effect of, you know, real, the, but that's more probably the, they call it the anti-aging effect. So you need to really mm-hmm. take a lot of wine. Oh. So one <laughs> bottle will probably give you that mild antioxidant effect uh, I mean one glass sorry so I think it's okay you know we all know that from mild uh, alcohol intake they're talking of units you know one to two units a day mm-hmm. for beneficial as they, all the time we're talking of the heart the problem is that most people might not stop at one yes uh, and right. that's, that's where the problem starts right and once you start increasing the the amount of units of alcohol you're taking then you're looking at inflammation to the liver and the brain mm. right. right these two organs are actually very prone to damage from alcohol right and you see a lot of people today having f- uh, you know alcohol induced fatty liver cirrhosis and then uh, also whether some of the dementias that we are getting now are related to alcohol oh, really damage, yeah so or they can definitely exacerbate your because it causes b- uh, cells to die in the brain right, so right, increases okay. the cerebral atrophy so yeah if you can have the willpower to stop at one mm-hmm. then I think definitely no harm and a lot of people do that you know I know in when I worked in UK and some of my friends from Spain and France were working there and they, they just have a glass or two at night with, with dinner. their dinner mm-hmm, yes. you know, and they stop yeah. you know but I know that my own uh, uh, people who are my friends mm. they don't believe in stopping at one or two you know right they, right they, okay they just yeah. once the bottle's love. open why not yeah, yeah. just finish mm. it you know let's not waste oh, it for them it's like hey one is good a uh, <laughs> little bit is more good right? yeah so so the more the better for them and then and right. then yeah. that's where there are a lot of yeah. problems occur with alcohol so I think mm. yes if you can stop at one no harm uh, if you don't take it doesn't matter anyway because antioxidants are available in so many foods yeah. you know right. so wine is basically from grapes so if you if you are someone who doesn't take alcohol then just eat more grapes <laughs> so right. if you ate grapes you could get uh, the resveratrol that you need I suppose in just like getting one glass of wine the effect of one glass of wine just taking a bunch of grapes won't do any harm right it's more natural exactly anyway. so you don't need to drink the wine to get the same kind yeah, of if you if you're not someone who doesn't take alcohol yeah. I think there's enough uh, foods out there that are full of antioxidants anyway yeah but generally best not to take alcohol at all uh, because for the you see that's why you never hear of them talking about alcohol is good for the liver or the brain never yeah. because yes. it's not 
you know, right. does affect those organs. So okay. just be careful. <laughs> the LA lamp developed by Harvard Medical School professor Rami Bernstein uh, releases a specific narrow band of green light helping people with chronic migraine live with the condition. The green LA light also helps ease anxiety, reduce stress and help some people fall asleep faster. Nice. Now we've heard that the blue light from our phones keeps us awake. So we're now a green light, the the go sign is keep is helping with these conditions? I don't know. I've never seen that anywhere. And it wasn't actually a study, just more of an article of someone saying how that the green right, light right, helps okay. you. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I would be a bit skeptical about that because sometimes placebo effect is there for everyone, you know. Mm. You know, So if you think something would help you, it you know, you feel better yeah. and you think it's uh, you know good for you. So unless they do a like a, you know, they call it double blind place, that means if I take right. hundred people and Hundred get green light, hundred right, don't right. get a green light, yeah. and see the effect over time. Have mm. some real measurements, and then I can agree that yeah, you know this works. So I don't know, no harm I suppose putting green light. You know they talk a lot about uh, how bad blue light is. Yeah. Yes. From our, so they got now things that you can you know wear things that you can take away the blue light. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. for me the uh, best is you know digital addiction is uh, is bad. It's you a know, real thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is something that is really causing a lot of issues. So I would really try to avoid the uh, blue light, uh, especially one two hours before going to mm. bed. You know, and avoid di- anything digital really you know in your bedroom you know a lot of people sit mm. in the bedroom watch television go to their phones computers and do work <laughs> in bed yes. so <laughs> try mm. to avoid that because it does disturb your yeah. sleep in the long run it helps me sleep okay <laughs> <laughs> for some people it's completely fine I don't know whether it's an age thing but it helps me sleep but you don't know you, unless you do your your sleep measurements whether you actually get deep mm. sleep or not yeah. and now people can actually use uh, certain gadgets to measure their sleep right. and a lot of them are shocked that they actually don't get a good deep sleep you know their sleep is actually very disturbed uh, very broken uh, mm. they don't go into the deep sleep which is also important for physical rejuvenation you know right. they do get the dream sleep the right. REM but the non-REM is not there they're so not going to the full cycle yeah. I suppose in a way also what's interesting or to me and I'm going to ask you this is we have the blue lights that keeps us awake so now they're saying use the green light to counter these conditions yeah. but you know it's not addressing the actual cause of it in the end so is it, yeah. it's like kind of like taking medication for a symptom yeah. that's yeah. caused by uh, you know something that you're actually doing right yeah true because you see uh, melatonin is the one that starts secreting mm-hmm. after and that's when the sun comes down everything dark but of course the day we invented light we changed the whole thing yes. yeah, yeah. but you still want to go back to that, this thing that certain uh, you know one two hours before you go to sleep maybe uh, you know uh, you, you wouldn't exercise just before going to sleep now you're going to have a heavy meal just before going to sleep and mm. now you're going to have uh, you know a lot of blue light uh, disturbing you before before you go to sleep so maybe just read a book or yeah. you know have something like a warm drink and things like that that helps your sleep especially mm. if you have a sleep problem some people I suppose don't have that and I think everyone is different like maybe you are one yeah. of the lucky <laughs> ones who can stand up and fall asleep I can, yeah. he's that really? talented yeah. at it so, yeah. but we don't know how this will affect him in the long run mm. you know mm. whether in 10, 15, 20 years time that is going to have some effect we don't know I'll be gone in 10, 15 years I don't know thank you so much Dr. Rajpan it's always a pleasure pleasure having you in the studio here with us thank you